Welcome to the Ramble Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Primus, father, entrepreneur, filmmaker, athlete, hopeful writer, and dedicated wanderer. I'm curious to learn more about how people live their lives, their struggles, and passions, and pains. So every week, with athletes, entrepreneurs, healers, adventurers, and beyond, I'm going to have unbound and uncensored long-form conversations about people, places, pursuits, and performance. Enjoy. Hello, hello, hello. Well, this blog, Dumb Phone, is part of a series of blogs I've written about my relationship with technology that seems to be ever-changing. And while the world ends in one direction, I keep finding myself pulled in the exact opposite direction. So one of the ways, like I always say, I like to process and synthesize Excuse me, my thoughts around things is just to write a blog about them. And that way, my blogs are just as much for me as they are for anyone else who might you know, find something interesting or useful in them. You know, I, I'd like to, as I go forward with my blogs, find a way to shorten them, not just because maybe that's easier on the reader so that they can have a nice, punchy little bit of information, wisdom, entertainment, inspiration, whatever moves them on that day, but because it helps me improve my thinking if I can get my thoughts into a more concise format, really. I mean, I guess not format, but get my concise my thoughts more concise. And so I'm moving towards that, not quite there yet, but I'm moving towards really shortening these thoughts into nice, bite-sized mental models, if you will, that uh, I can just, you know, refer back to. And and like I said, think about, oh, this is how I thought about that then. Do I still think about that now? Which is quite relevant for this dumb phone blog because there's a great chance, a high degree of likelihood that I fail in what I'm about to endeavor upon. So without further ado, let me start. Dumb phone. In my early 20s, I threw on a backpack and hitchhiked across Canada. Cellular phones were around at the time, but I didn't have one. Laptops were around as well, but I didn't have one of those either. My mother had read online about a decapitated traveler, so most nights I'd call her from a gas station payphone in the middle of nowhere just to tell her that my head hadn't been chopped off yet. My travels eventually took me from British Columbia to Quebec. Southeast Asia, England, and most of Central and South America, all without a phone and all without losing my head. Yes, having a phone would have made things a lot easier at times. Not having to tether myself to a landline or stand awkwardly outside a convenience store to call my mom would have been nice. That said, looking back on that trip, without being bound to the greater world by technology, I was more connected and aware of what was right in front of me. I noticed details. For example, I could just watch the seasons change from spring to summer while sitting in a field on the outskirts of some small town. I'd been enamored by the color variances in the leaves, the bright greens dusted with yellow pollen. I'd see the bees hovering amongst the branches and notice how the light breeze and muted sunlight would cause the bees and leaves to dance together. What a joy it was to sit unbothered in a field and just watch. At some point later, I'd write something about my observations and musings, and I'd post it to my blog from an internet cafe. What a thrill it was to log on and post something about my experience. 
No doubt, I've long thought of the internet as being a gift, empowering us to share information and stay connected. Lately, I haven't felt the same way. It feels like ubiquitous technology and digital intelligence has crossed a line. I can't put a finger on when it started to feel like it had gone too far, but sometime during the year 2020 comes to mind. Of course, I'm posting this on the internet where I effectively make my living, so I understand the inherent contradiction in my sentiment. I do think, however, that the game has changed, not just recently either. Nearly 1.5 billion people are now using chat GPT or AI chatbots, and technologists are musing aloud about the chances of AI ending human civilization. The common answer of it doing so lands at around 10%. But when I began to lose my head, figuratively, happened some time ago. As it were, I was on the beautiful sunshine, sunshine coast with my girls, walking along the seashore, watching the stormy waves crash against the pebbled shore. There, I noticed something shocking. As if frozen in time, literally every single person, whether in a parked car, sitting on a bench, or strolling the beach, was staring at their phone at the exact same moment. Had it really become this bad? Even the spectacular ocean waves could not sustain the attention of a single soul. Certainly, over the last few years, I've noticed changes in how my own mind functions. My memory seems more strained. The narrative inside my head is darker and more myopic. More and more, my own attention is something I have to grasp for and desperately hold on to, almost having to trick myself to do so. I believe the term they use now is hacking yourself to retain focus. None of this is really my fault, I guess. I'm battling algorithms that allegedly know me better than I know myself. Of course, I unwittingly played a part in letting this happen. The once thrill of an internet cafe and the blog posts have become the drudgery of the daily post, hourly messages, and minute-to-minute notifications that I just have to check. I've since turned off those dings. You see, I've read the blog posts and books on how to hack and streamline all this. You know, take back your time management so you can play the game and not have it play you. To date, I've made other quality adjustments as well. If I post, I post in ghost. So no, reading comments or messages. Rarely do I scroll and I've limited my apps to all but the ones my phone won't let me remove and a few necessities. 50 total to be exact. So why then does it still feel like not enough? I mean, You can't totally come off your phone and social media, can you? Can you? Society revolves around the smartphone now. It's a vital organ of transhuman existence. Under the guise of convenience, the smartphone is the knife stuck in you that, if removed, you're killed off from regular society. You can barely order a taco without using your phone. You can barely even park in a city or log into a bank account without it. Every time you are required to use it, it steals more of your time. You go to park your vehicle, a message pops up. You read it. There's a link sent to review. You click on it. A pop-up for something you like or once looked at appears. You click on that. Another message comes in and four minutes of your time has now been used up. The saying made you look comes to mind. Already, this is turning into a long rambling blog about how technology is bad and steals your attention. 
I don't want to get into how it affects your sleep, how it will be utilized for controlling social credit systems or vaccine passports, what scrolling does to our children's minds, cyberbullying, and the lot. That's all been said before, and it's all available online. As I said, I think the digital revolution has reached an inflection point. I think that being online has crossed a line. I may be a nostalgist, but I'm not ignorant of the reality that technology and our relationship and dependence on it will slow down ever. In fact, it is clear now that the last 20 years have been a slow ramp up for the artificial intelligence boom or doom ahead. The transhumanistic metamorphosis and ultimate synthesis with humans and machines is an inevitability. To some, the capability of personal superintelligence powered by AI virtual assistants will save the human race or show us more of God. That may be true. What I have come to believe is that this level of technology is not neutral and natural. Moreover, it has been subjugated by faceless trolls and endless power-hungry bureaucracies. Although I partake, I also despise how addicted I know I am, how much of the internet is now just a sewer, and how it too often pulls me out of the natural world in front of me. By this point, you know all this. You either agree, disagree, or don't care. The not caring is probably a solid tactic to remain sane in times of rapid and uncontrollable change. It is what it is, and you can't do anything about it, is what I'm often told. That's not entirely true. Sure, I can't change the endless and ever-present advance of the machine in my daily life, but I can control how I engage with it. So what am I prepared to do? I'm prepared to, what's that saying again? Oh, yes. Bite off my nose to spite my face. The first order of business is to fly my freak flag a bit and purchase a dumb phone. I've opted for the TCL flip to start, but am ultimately waiting for the light phone, the boring phone, or the punk phone once service is compatible with Canadian networks. At least then my dopamine hits will be limited to the laptop screen. Sure, it'll make me less efficient, but I'm curious to see if it will also make my head clearer, inspire more focus and creativity, and increase overall productivity. Podcasts and music will have to be downloaded ahead of time on a separate device. Taxis will have to be hailed. And as for maps, that may be the biggest sacrifice of all. I remember keeping CDs in a case in my car to keep all my favorite music with me. But I have no recollection of how I ever made it anywhere without Google Maps. Yes, Spotify is better than the CD case. And yes, Google Maps is better than the giant fold-out paper ones. Unless you're like Jason Bourne and memorize all the streets of some European city after a quick look at a tourist map. Next, I'm going to stop personally posting on social media. Yes, I'll still have it, but I won't be the one posting anything or responding to DMs, or at least mostly. Social media is a vital tool for awareness, brand building, and promotion, one that I'm grateful for but apprehensive to use as well. By my estimation, social media has never brought out the best in me. I want to be particularly forthcoming about this last point about posting. I've been guilty of fronting success on social media and painting my life so that you can see it through rose-colored glasses. Now, the only post that'll be made will be related directly to my businesses, and I will not, again, be the one posting them. Just to be clear, I'll write my own blogs, 
sorry, chat GPT, and continue to put out long form content by way of documentaries, shows, books, and podcasts. Hopefully these will provide some measure of enjoyment to those who tune in. Beyond that, my digital engagement won't be that much different, just less instantaneous. Most of the calls I make are scheduled in either on Zoom or Google Hangouts. While texting on my dumb phone will undoubtedly be short form, I'll message through WhatsApp and email from my computer. I like email quite a lot. This doesn't mean I'm relocating to a monastic life in a cave and shutting down lines of communication from the outside world. I'm making an adjustment, testing new practices, but I'm not throwing te- all the technology away. I'm not here to make one single statement that stands the rest of time. Things evolve. I evolve or devolve, depending on how you look at it. And for now, this feels like the right path for me. It's really an attempt to try and course correct the imbalance, redraw the line, if you will. If I'm successful in doing so, it may be just a pyrrhic victory. I know I'm in the minority here, so maybe this backfires spectacularly but I have to try. I just have to. So there you have it. That's my blog, Dumb Phone. And yes, I have bought that TCL flip phone. I have hired some friends who worked with me on a different company to manage my own social media. And I'm going for it. I'm going for it. And I'm fucking terrified, to be honest. My father went for the Dumb Phone switch, I think about a year ago. And Oh gosh, I don't know how long he lasted, but I busted him scrolling Instagram in his car while he was waiting to drive me somewhere not too long ago. And he just said, Hey, it was just too hard, too hard to switch. And I, I know that will be the case. And that's why I'm really leaning towards this light phone or this boring phone, because they do combine some of the elements that I think are fine and not invasive, like calendars and maps. And obviously your messaging and, and your phone calling without the distracting ones. And you can delete the distracting ones from your iPhone. And I've already done that, but it just feels like I need to take this step. And I like that too, as much as I'm terrified, it's fun to just experiment with life and see how you can intersect with it in different ways and what comes of that. You know, life is just its actions and its consequences and it's reactions to those consequences. We're just constantly moving and adjusting. We're not static. And and so I really want to reemphasize that point as well, that this is this is not one and done. I I imagine that my chances, as I said at the beginning of failure, are quite high. And I'll be back riding the dopamine train on my iPhone in no time at all. So, you know, if it perks your interest to try this I just say, go for it. Go for it. I don't know many people who don't feel the same way as I do. I know some that are willing to try it or making the move to try it like my dad did. And I know others who have just said, you know what? No, I can't. I can't come off social media. I can't get a dumb phone or a dumber phone. It's just not practical. And they've come to peace with that. But because I'm still wrestling with it, I have to make this choice to actually see what it's like. I was reading a blog the other day and it was it was sharing these stories about how essentially the message was you just have to try things. And they use this example of how when someone is pitching famous legendary 
music producer Rick Rubin an idea. He says the idea almost always sounds terrible, but when they actually test out their idea, they actually do the thing and they create a little bit of music that relates to the thing they were trying to pitch. Sometimes it sounds fantastic. And if they'd made the decision alone, just based on, you know, the pitch, they wouldn't have made the right decision. And the inverse can also be true. There was a poet, I think it was William Blake. I could be wrong because like I said, my memory's a little strained at times these days. And so they were talking about this poet, we'll call him William Blake for the purposes of this podcast, how he had wanted to experience a more natural life. He wanted to you know, be like a naturalist, like John Muir and and Thoreau and, you know, from Walden and do the do the Walden thing, right? Go back to the land and see what that was like. And so he ended up getting invited on this trip to the Amazon. And when he was there, he wrote a letter to his family just saying he he hated it. He hated the bugs. He hated the worms. He hated the the sweating and the and the mosquitoes and all of it. He just hated it. And he realized that you know that wasn't for him that his that his lot in life was to maybe write about that and and sort of comment on it from afar but he wasn't meant to live it but he wouldn't have known that if he hadn't tried which is the point i'm making you have to try things you have to test things and in doing so you'll find out what works and doesn't work for you i wish you well my friends Thank you so much for listening. Go onward. As always, thanks so much for listening to The Ramble. No, there is a lot of podcasts out there. So we thank you for choosing to listen all the way through on this one. You know, we want to be part of the, the solution, the, the good questions, the things that move you and inspire you, and make you want to connect deeper with yourself and others, you know, all that great stuff. So if the spirit does move you, subscribe, share, post, anything. We be forever grateful and if you have any comments or feedback good bad ugly it doesn't matter we're here to listen guests you think we should have on of course send them along thank you and until next time peace